Welcome to the Elder Hour podcast, where we discuss the history of plants from a magical perspective. We'll be exploring the history, lore, and mystical properties of a new plant every single week. I'm your host, Juliette Diaz, an indigenous Taino bruja and seer from a long line of medicine women and men. I have a master's of science in herbal medicine, best-selling author of Witchery, Embrace the Witch Within, and founder of Plant Coven. And I'm your host, Chelsea Selby, owner of occult bath and body brand, Witch Baby Soap, college-educated holistic health practitioner, and lifelong witch. Welcome to the Elder Hour podcast. This week, we are going to be talking about pomegranate in the first of our Samhain series of episodes. Which I'm very excited about. Super excited. Um, well, so pomegranate is called Punica granatum. Or is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's associated with Pluto and Mercury amongst um, different prominent herbalists. And the element it's associated with is fire. Mm. There's a lot to unpack for this one a lot of it and it's i'm like nerding out over this one yeah this one was a lot of fun to work on it's very old and ancient yes and all there's so many cultures Mm -hmm. religions um that goddesses deities that have symbolism or connection to this fruit yeah like this one's ultra religious yes um it's associated with persephone or Proserpini, um, and also Ashira, Haridi, who we're going to dive into more as well, um, Hera, Aphrodite, Hecate, and Kybele. Mm. So a lot of, like, fertility up in there. Yes. So do you want to go over really quickly the medicinals just to... Sure. Since we have so much... To um, unpack, yeah. So much to go over. Um, so we do already know that the pomegranate is loaded with nutrients. It's really great for you, like fiber, protein, vitamin C, vitamin K, um, potassium. It also, it's really great for anti-inflammatory. So for me, I would drink juice. Mm-hmm. I used to do it in early summer. That's, I don't know why. It's the only time I want to do it. Yeah. But um, just it's having it's refreshing. So a juice of it in the morning, it's really great. Um, I don't recommend nighttime because you'll be up at night. Yeah. <laughs> um, it says that it may fight um prostate cancer, um breast cancer, and it lowers your blood pressure. Um, it also fights against or helps fight against arthritis and joint pain, which is really important because some I get a lot of questions about this. Um, actually in my inbox about, can you guys do an episode on something that helps with like arthritis or joint Uh pain? So here you go. This one is really good for that. Um, it also lowers, um, heart disease. This is just like a powerhouse all over the place, just with nutrients, symbolism magically and yeah, anything. It, It ties into the whole fertility aspect of it too, because it's helpful during pregnancy it helps um, maintain healthy reproductive organs, and it's also great for your hair, skin, and nails, just overall giving you, like, that, like, vital, life-giving energy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So blood is very important to the spirit and consciousness in traditional Chinese medicine. And it's said to be energized by qi or what is known as like life force energy. So with this working so well with the with your blood and yep. with fertility, it gives you that vital life force energy. Yes. So um, there's a health and also very magical connection with my culture for this. So it's really good for fighting bacterial and fungal infections, even yeast infections. So for instance, growing up, I think I had one time I had a yeast infest in my whole life, knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, my mom did a whole bath of pomegranate juice. Yeah. And I had to just sit in there and it really did clear it up. Um, another thing that's connected to it magically though. Which is funny because when I put it in my baths, everybody's like, you're going to get a yeast infection. It literally clears it. So like, I don't know how many 10 year olds on TikTok have told me I'm going to get a yeast infection. Because I could, cause you put so much stuff in the bath and they're like flowers, like, or whatever you because put in there. Because if they've never sl- like swam in an ocean full of like, like oh, the fish lakes. piss and seaweed. <laughs> oh my gosh no that's so true and then um also for when we get our first menstruation um we make a bath and we sit in the water Mm -hmm. with our menstruation flowing and we add actually the fruit and we squeeze it in so it looks very bloody (laughs) that just honestly like knowing knowing what i know about pomegranate that is so on point yeah so we do that my you'll light seven candles and you just blow tobacco and Mm -hmm. it's kind of like bringing in the womanhood but also it's very protective and and clarifying the sacredity of our blood yeah so this would be done usually in rivers Mm -hmm. um but since we live in the city um a lot of us for my culture, maybe a lot of Latinas know about this too. Um, you'll sit in the bath, and while it's draining, you have to envision it heading to the ocean. Yeah. So that's where it's supposed to head. So it's out into the ocean, um, where you connect with. For us, was Yemaya or mm-hmm. you know Atabe and Mother Ocean, um, because the ocean and blood are very connected. Yeah, that life giving fertility. Exactly. Water. So that's something that we do um, for that. And you could still do it now as an adult, by the way. If you've never done it before, you could do that um, and do a little ritual ceremony during your moon times mm-hmm. and have that connection with the ocean. What it really does is just clears your whole – it's like a, a spiritual cleansing at mm-hmm. a new level yeah. and a, a deeper connection with the flow of life. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, also, just to finish up the health benefits um, – the anything that's usually like a dark fruit or has a deep like red or purplish color is going to be super high in antioxidants so it's good for you know oxidative stress on the body we need to eat more pomegranates yeah keeps keeps you young (laughs) not that that's even fucking important no now that you just said that that connects with a lot of the like the deep shit that we're gonna get into (laughs) i hate that i hate that like youthfulness forever marketing like 
No, I'm gonna be a chill ass old one. Me <laughs> one too. Day, it's gonna be We're gonna be so sweet. cool. <laughs> People are like, oh, now that you're like 32, like, don't you hate your birthday? And I'm like, no, I fucking love my birthday. You're gonna be 32 only? No, I'm 33 next year. I know, but still, you're so young. Chelsea, I'm gonna be 40 in March. <laughs> wow. You still wanna be my best friend? Of course. <laughs> Um, you should have seen her fucking face. She was like, wow. No, I knew that already. Old fart. No. You're right. You should have saw your face. No. My face is like... (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) I just... You know, I don't like even contemplate age really. Like, it just isn't a thing. I don't know. Like, I don't feel like a certain number. I mean, I did like turning 30 because then people weren't like, you're 20-something. You don't know anything. So it's like I have authority now. Yeah, now I'm, I'm at, that, at this point, I'm just not coding anymore. I think when I turn forty, I'm gonna be like, now I have even more authority. Feel more powerful. I'm, I'm an elder. Yes. <laughs> you know. Oh my god. Like you're yeah. an elder. You know, but when you're like twenty something, everybody's like, yeah, you're stupid. You're twenty. Whatever. They don't give you any respect yeah. in your twenties. That's true. Yeah. So. You want to jump jump into the folklore? Yes. Oh, my God. There's so much. So the basic story that everybody really knows, well, not I mean, probably not everybody, but a lot of people in the occult community are aware of um, the connection between Persephone and Hades and the pomegranate seeds. And um, I don't think we're going to tell that today. We're just going to kind of like breeze through that one because it's the most common story. Yeah. We want to always give you the stuff that's not easy to find. Um, a lot of people know about it because on Salwin, which I, I don't understand how these two connect because Salwin is Celtic. <laughs> but, um, so on, and this might be a Wicca thing, like this might have been the Wiccanizing of this folklore, but, um, it's traditional to eat three seeds on Salwin to honor Persephone, mm. a Greek goddess. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, um, honor her descent into the underworld. So I do find that curious that being, that Samhain is a Celtic holiday and in a lot of um, magical texts it says that we honor Persephone by eating three pomegranate seeds. I But yeah, okay. That's yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's – a lot more it's probably just because in general that time yeah and not just halloween um or Samhain, you know we have dia de muertos there we have it's literally the lifting of the veil it's yeah. what it is it's no matter what you call it what culture or practice that time that um and you know in those days there's like seven days um the veil lifts so for any i think anywhere in the world that day is very connected to anything that mm-hmm. has to do with um, people like deities or goddesses like Persephone yeah. and anybody underground and things like that. Yeah, I just wonder if this is one of those Wiccan things where it was just like probably all squished together. Not to like put hate on Wicca. <laughs> no, but not you at guys all. know we we I I'm very open about it. It does Wicca. It did take a lot from other cultures, especially yeah. indigenous cultures. That's why I personally don't do it and don't care for it. Um, but it's just something that we definitely have to talk about yeah. in the community. We do. Um, about even just, uh, you know, 
everything becoming kind of one big jumbled thing under the umbrella of Wicca instead of it being sourced from its actual place. Yeah, I just don't agree with witchcraft being a religion, period. Witchcraft is just on its own. It's not a religion. So get that in your heads because whatever path you're, you're practicing, even if you do Wicca, I always say... Turn it into something for you, something that makes sense to you, your culture, your background, anything that aligns to you, mm-hmm. because that what that's what witchcraft is. It's something that aligns with you, an embodiment of your own truth and magic, not something that you're following the rules um, to the point on, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. then we're just creating another um, hierarchy, religion, and all that stuff. Which I is, can't do religion. Me neither. It's too restrictive for me, and I don't... It's just, I don't like it. It's yeah. just not for me. It's interesting. I was just having, because I'm getting, I had a, I started my ceremonial ancestral tattoo on my arm. Um, and I was having a conversation with my tattoo artist who happens to be very religious. Yeah. And here he is tattooing me. But it, it's really interesting when you keep an open mind too. I think this year yeah. really calmed me down and gave me a lot of patience to understand both sides yeah. of anything. But for him the way he was explaining sometimes we do need something that's very structured or Mm -hmm. religion because that's just the way you function right maybe organized people um that's something that's good for them exactly as long as it brings you inward it's all i'm like for me if it brings you inward and connects you to you and your higher self then go for it do whatever it is but if it's something that keeps you from your power and keeps you kind of like you know it steps on you that's something i'm not okay with so i really love um religious folklore and i love the mythology behind religions just for me being part of a religious group is not desirable um and also i'm just kind of like sorting out what i don't know what happens beyond myself or this life you know and I'm I don't feel comfortable just dedicating my life to a specific vision of what the world is um but I do think religious religion is important and spirituality is important for every human being to have some kind of yeah spiritual practice um I like to say when explaining to people, especially in like the witch baby store, is that religion is kind of like your cable service provider and then spiritual, like witchcraft and spirituality is like the upgraded package, (laughs) you know, it's like you, you start with like your religious background and then you kind of build on that with witchcraft and spirituality. Yeah. And you don't beautiful. you don't have to upgrade to the to the high speed you know <laughs> package or whatever, but if you're interested in that type of thing and you want to make that type of an investment in your cable package because you use it a lot, then you can do so. That's so awesome. But it's not yeah. necessary. I mean, I know we know I know you do too. We know so many religious witches. Yeah. Um, Catholic, Christian, Jewish, all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do pretty great with merging witchcraft because again, witchcraft is not a religion. It merges with everything. It's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, that you live by. That's all. It's also what your spiritual programming is too, like. I don't do, like, ceremonial magic or anything like that. Um, I would be a really shitty ceremonial magician 
because I'm not, I don't come from like a structured religious ceremonial background. Like I, I ceremonies basically didn't exist in my childhood. Mm. It was like, do whatever you want. <laughs> so my, my style of spirituality is a lot more like unhinged and wild and not like in like you have to do these specific things. But for somebody that's used to expressing their spirituality in a very specific scheduled manner with rules and structures and things like that, then, you know, ceremonial magic or like those types of practices might apply better to them yeah. than being like whatever the fuck I am. Yeah, <laughs> that's know? that's my literally our we're a mixture for my culture, um, because you know, I'm from Cuba, and we're we have a mixture of indigenous and Santeria, mm-hmm. so it it is very, you know, like ceremonial, ritualistic, but also very wild in the sense that you also just do your own damn thing. Yeah. So I have a mixture of both of them, and I could see how sometimes I try to venture out and just be a little bit more wildling and i'm like no 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 no! i have to do it this way or they're gonna get pissed off (laughs) like my my goddess is gonna get pissed but interesting that we're on this topic because pomegranate is very wild itself Mm -hmm. and it's it gets really into the the earth deep into darkness um and it really it's really it's like a witchy as fuck fruit yeah it's like total old world i love that fruit so much so um let's jump back to the persephone story basically uh persephone in the story gets abducted by hades and it's been retold so many times um a lot of modern retellings like to spin it in a way that's more um feminist where persephone is making a choice instead of being abducted uh one of my favorite comics Laura Olympus is based around this story and it's a modern retelling of the story that has basically shifted the narrative to be more suitable for the times um also Persephone's sacred plants are poppy as well as pomegranate and they both if you notice have the same kind of shape mm-hmm. their seed pod um Persephone is the goddess of the spring and flowers. When you're perceiving a story about the gods, consider that it's maybe just a story about nature. Since she is the goddess of the spring and flowers, in the fall, the all of the foliage dies. The seeds go into the earth, into the underworld. And then in the spring, when Persephone emerges into real life again, is when the seeds bloom. So it's really kind of cut and dry about nature. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But people will look really deep into it and be like, it's about abduction and this and that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's about plants going to sleep for the winter and emerging again in the spring (laughs) so do you i have a little bit of the christian like very little so let's get into that go for it because it's scandalous yes okay i'm ready i'm just the messenger (laughs) yeah okay we didn't write the story no (laughs) 
So, pomegranate appears in depictions of Mary, mm -hmm. right? So, interesting enough, my research, I just that line alone, it was interesting. I started looking at paintings and things like that. I'm like, why? Mm -hmm. Why is this with her? And then I started looking into the Christian symbolism. And in Christian symbolism, the pomegranate is not looked up to. It's frowned upon because it's associated with fertility sex magic. Right? I, I don't find that shocking. Listen. So <laughs> then why is it with Mary? So then I started looking into like conspiracies also and things like that. And it's saying... The fun stuff. The fun stuff. So how did Mary get pregnant with Jesus? Was it a pomegranate? Sex magic. So it's magical. Yeah. Miracle baby. Uh-huh. So it's interesting because she did have a baby... Miracle baby, right? Yeah, That's Jesus. Yeah. Uh -huh. There was no sex involved, yeah. apparently. Yeah. But now, looking into the symbolism and what they're saying is that she did have a miracle baby, but she had it through sex magic with a spiritual mm. being. So we never really thought Scandalous. about it that way. Why don't we talk about this stuff, guys? <laughs> like, she, li she literally had a miracle baby, supposedly with no sex. Yeah. But in spiritual world, we do have, like, you know... Um, spirit sex. You know what I'm talking about? Like, what what are they called again? Um, succubus. Succubus. Incubus. Or incub right. So they're putting together the pomegranate with this kind of sex magic that that's how she had Jesus. Huh. And Jesus is this very powerful, magical um, yeah. witch. That's how I see him. I, Jesus is a witch. He's so, so much a witch. And, um, and this is, the, the you know, the symbolism behind the pomegranate with her. So it's very interesting that the Christian church would even allow this mm -hmm. when they already, they know what it means. They have a certain symbolism and certain, um, like, they don't like it because of this. They tell people not to even eat it. So why is it in her paintings? <laughs> yeah, that's very interesting. Oh, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. So that was, there isn't much more on it. So but that actually be. ties into um, what I have found on this. And that, you know, there is a Hebrew goddess mm -hmm. named Ashira, a.k.a. Lady of the Pomegranate, amongst other names which include Atharoth, uh, Elath, Asertu, and other titles such as Lion Lady, Lady of the Sea, Lady of the Pillar, Lady of the Serpent, and most interestingly, She Who Walks on Water. Ooh. Jesus. Um, Asherah is extre extremely suppressed. Um, it's really hard to find a lot of info on her, although I did find some in the Jewish Women's Archives where I sourced a lot of this info. Um, her suppression dates back to even biblical times. It, her name appears 40 times in the Hebrew Bible. Um the Asherah is a worship item that's derived from her, and I don't know if you've ever seen one of these. We'll post it, mm -hmm. but it it's just got the most, like, old-world magical energy. Like, you can just see it through the screen. It is uh, – let me find one to show you real quick. By the way, Chelsea's nails are so cute. They're pumpkins. <laughs> what is this? That's an Asherah. Or Asherah. 
Wow. Um, it's a religious pillar, and it has roots at the bottom, mm-hmm. and then a goddess figure at the top. These were ordered to be destroyed. Um, it is said that she was the mother of 70 gods. Because of this, she has also been coined as the creatress of gods, and her offspring has been referred to her, to at, as her pride of lions. So I guess that's where she gets the name um, Lion Lady. The matriarchal figures in the household typically patronized her, and there's a history of even queens venerating her. Um, Based on two inscriptions in southern Palestine, some scholars believe that Asherah was the consort of Yahweh. Um, Inscriptions associated with Yahweh have included phrases such as Yahweh of Samaria and his Asherah, and Yahweh of Temen and his Asherah. Although Deuteronomy 16.21 says that Yahweh orders all of the temples of Asherah to be taken down to, quote-unquote, maintain purity of worship. Mm on the typical patriarchal male bullshit. Um, It is also speculated that the book of Jeremiah refers to Asherah as the queen of heaven. And here we see the polarity on one side of pomegranate, we have the queen of heaven. And then on the other side of pomegranate, we have Persephone, the queen of the underworld. Mm. So I really enjoy that. Um, So Asherah is associated with lions for their power, serpents in the symbolism of healing and immortality, and fruit trees, particularly the pomegranate, because of fertility. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I found that really fascinating. That's amazing, and you should, we can't wait to post that. That's really powerful. Yeah, the the Asherah is just, it's, it's just full of magic. You can tell just by looking at it. It's it's interesting because in the first story, it's the apple, right, that's forbidden. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's not the apple in many other cultures. It's the pomegranate. Yeah. Which changes everything. So yeah, if we it kind of re- does. If we replace the apple. So what if they're lying to us about it being the apple, right? Being the fruit. Mm-hmm. Because, for instance, why would Prophet Muhammad, right? He said this um, before, um, long before Prophet Muhammad praised the ancient fruit, he recommended that you should eat the pomegranate for cleansing the body of hatred and evil right mm-hmm. and envy also but then we have the jews and Pers- persians who literally say it's the tree of knowledge like yeah. the apple yeah and it's the forbidden fruit mm-hmm. so what's i believe them more <laughs> because to me now that makes sense that the because i was really confused why the pomegranate was in all these cultures and religions and then apple really isn't yeah Right? Yeah. You know, and I think I've seen some info where they're kind of used interchangeably. So it's not the fucking apple. If you literally think about it, then the pomegranate, I would see then why they would try to hide that from us because of what it means. It's the fertility and she was trying to eat it mm-hmm. and, and it's and it holds all the knowledge um, and it's power, right? They don't want women having power. Yeah, it's it's total like patriarchal fuck overriding of that dark mother goddess. I love energy. our show, guys. I love you for loving our show, and we love our show yeah. because we find out things like this that are just like blows our mind. Well, I have another story. Oh my god, that goes 
perfectly. Like, uh, when these stories came together, they just come together all under the same umbrella. So this one's a little darker. We should call this show Plant Cheesme if we ever rebrand. Okay. Cheesme means gossip. Okay. <laughs> I love that. All right. Um, okay, so I didn't know this story either. Um, Haridi is a Buddhist demon who becomes a goddess. Okay, say it again. Haridi. Yeah, a Buddhist demon. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> um, the story is very dark, but I really love the overall message. Um, and I thought this is a good one to tell during yes. Halloween time. You know, demons and darkness and all that stuff. So <laughs> the etymology of Haridi comes from the root re, which later evolved to har, meaning to kidnap. Mm. Um, Haridi is a dark mother archetype figure who had 500 children. Again, we see the fertility thing coming through here. Mm -hmm. She gave human children smallpox, abducted them, ate them, and fed them to her children. Why have I never heard of this demon? She became known as Buddha Mata, or the mother of demons. Wow. Um, in some stories, she was forced to dance, resulting in a miscarriage that sent her into a grief-stricken state, and that's what made her decide to start eating human babies. Um, parents began to appeal to Buddha for protection and help. Buddha abducts one of her children and hides him or her. It really depends on the retelling of the story. I've seen both versions. Um, and... She becomes, again, grief-stricken, and out of desperation, she petitions Buddha to help her. He explains that the grief she is feeling now is amplified for a human who cannot have hundreds of children. She then vows to right her wrongs and becomes a protector of children. She moves to a diet of 100% pomegranates to satiate her desire for the human flesh of children. First of all, that's creepy as fuck. Um, she's often <laughs> depicted in ancient sculptures with a child in her arms breastfeeding with like super engorged boobs and also holding cornucopias. Which is very relevant to this time of that year. That is super amazing. Um, she, so so another thing that I found really interesting is that mother goddesses in general are also connected to or said to cause the pox, or and are to, to petition to heal children's chicken pox. And I wonder if it stems from this story in particular. Um, worship of Haridi spans from India all the way to Japan and. I think there's only one shrine for, for her right now, and it's in Nepal. I could be wrong about that, but I couldn't find any more. Um, and then I sourced this from the American Institute of Indian Studies also. So, um, But it's interesting because I feel like there's, there's so many like common themes that speak to the mothering experience of fertility, postpartum depression, um, even forgiving yourself for past trauma. Mm. I love the idea of a demon who becomes a goddess. Yeah. Uh, so many times in mythology and religious stories, you're either bad or you're good. Right. And not all demons are bad. Yeah. And that's and true. I love this story of redemption, you know, to go from cursing children with smallpox and eating them to becoming a, a savior of children is intense. just it i feel like this is a really great story 
to read if you're struggling with your past self. A lot of people have a hard time forgiving them pa- their past self. Mm-hmm. And I love that this this honors, especially with oh. everything going on right now, with the whole Chrissy Teigen thing. Oh, I know. And, like, there's been a huge topic combo around miscarriage and stuff like that. I feel like there's a lot of um, – a lot of people blame themselves – for things that are out of con- their mm-hmm. control and like these stories are so important and to recognize in ancient times that this is important and have it be an important part of the mythology is just it just shows you how enlightened yeah this uh mythology really is it is there's so much wisdom that comes out of everything that we find that yeah. it's just like how come we don't see more of this so, in, does it say anything about why she um, went from eating children and then the pomegranate was what she ended up eating? I don't know. So, <laughs> it's interesting. So, because it is, I guess, children with yeah. youth and... And the seeds. And the seeds and, and then, like, um, life, um, the life force. Yeah. So, the same thing with Mo- going back to Mohammed, she could have been eating it to cleanse her body of mm-hmm. what he just said which was cleanse the body of hatred evil and envy mm-hmm. so she could have been eating a lot of that shit because it was like cleanse me from all evil and then she's getting whatever she needed that she was getting from the children yeah um here we are defending a demon eating <laughs> children Ch- well, children child eating demon i mean yeah i mean you know i'm just happy for her she's just living her best life now <laughs> She's moved on from that, and you. she's turned over a new leaf. She's just thriving. Will, she, will you let her babysit your kids? No. No? <laughs> we'll just cheer you on from afar. I don't let fucking anybody babysit my kids. Me neither. I'm the same fucking way. Like, no. My kids are, like, tired of seeing me. So, no no offense, Haridi. It's just no one is allowed. We We celebrate you, and we're happy for you from afar. Yeah, so it's interesting because pomegranate juice, like we were talking about earlier, is often substituted for blood. Yes. In, in like, witchy recipes and and spells and Mm -hmm. stuff. I I often recommend it because I do talk openly about blood magic. Yeah. Um, I do blood magic, and I use – usually it's my menstrual, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But when I talk about it openly, some people just give me a face like – you yeah. know, so uh-huh. pomegranate juice is something that I recommend saliva yeah. in, in its place, but pomegranate is like the best yeah, um, to use for sure. Yeah. And it's also more similar to menstrual blood than Yes, the texture, even the texture of the fruit itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, I know I'm going to get gross right now, but <laughs> even the seeds remind me of like the clots, like uh, yeah. the, the thicker Yeah, I can um, totally blood. see that. Yeah. <laughs> so just look yeah just like it even that. like it even when you drink pomegranate juice like you can totally get it like bloody like when i used to eat like red meat um and i liked my meat really like medium rare but i've sometimes gotten like rare steaks steaks and that like just the viscosity of like the blood from the steak reminds me of pomegranate juice like when you when you drink pomegranate it has like a weird thickness to Mm -hmm. it you know that other juices don't have Mm -hmm. it's like murky yeah it's murky you know no it's true 
So I really, I do love it. Like, I drink it like a boss sometimes. Like, I'm drinking the blood, sacred blood from this fruit. But, um, yeah, if you guys are into really getting into, like, blood magic, this is a really great way to maybe start it if you haven't, if you're not so comfortable. It's like blood magic light. Light, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like to take, so it's interesting, actually, because then we can tie this back into the Christian aspect of ooh, it. And then, ooh, okay, yeah, and then I'm going to go because tell somebody a spell. Uh, I do get a lot of criticism on just about, like, taking these like symbolic blood baths like i love a good bath bomb that looks like blood um actually my death tarot bath bomb it turns blood red and it smells like apples um but i use pomegranate in my bath a lot too and people don't understand why you would want to like symbolically bathe in blood for me it's like life force energy Mm -hmm. you know it's like what keep what keeps us going Mm -hmm. um it's everything so i love bathing in blood um symbolically but we don't question when we drink the blood of christ right exactly at sunday mass which i thought was always gross when i was younger i was like why (laughs) i didn't go to church very often um one time i slept over my friend's house and I was wearing a bad religion t-shirt with a cross crossed out <laughs> on it. And I guess her parents saw that I needed an intervention and made me go to church with them. So I got to, you know, drink the wine. And of course, like, I was 13, so I was like, fucking sick. Drink some wine. <laughs> you know, like, so punk. I'm going to get drunk at church. <laughs> But that's, like, the extent of it for me, so I don't really have – I think I've been in we, – we really didn't do a lot of church stuff when I was a kid. Like, my mom's a Catholic, but we went to church for Palm Sunday and Ash Wednesday, and that's it. Well, that's pretty much how all the fake religious people in, like, my community growing up, you had all the Latinos who only went for, like, Christmas. I mean, we didn't even go on Christmas. No, they went for Christmas morning. Yeah. Um, like holidays, Easter, and then like maybe one or two other Sundays because I, my in my household we were brujas. Like yeah. If you were to make a movie of my family, we were my I remember my mom saying I was telling my mom because my best friend at the time she was they were very religious. They would yeah. go to church every Sunday, and for me to get away from my house. Um, you know, I had school, mm-hmm. I did everything in school, all the sports and all the activities just to stay away from my home yeah. because it was so toxic. But then I wanted to go to church on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So this was my opportunity to yeah. get away from my home and not be in the streets. So I remember telling my mom and she's like, well, I'm going to let you go on that journey, but I don't recommend it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll make that decision myself. And I kind of do the same thing with Gia, like. Yeah. If she wants to go explore other religions, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Like, so I did. I went to church religiously. Yeah. Like, every freaking Saturday and Sunday I did the schooling. I got my confirmation done and everything. Yeah. Um, I became the first, I said this story a lot, I became the first altar girl. I actually fought for rights for women to be on the altar. Amazing. So, New Jersey allows girls on the altar because of me because i fought for it yep. so now you see altar girls in new jersey that's awesome um 
because it pissed me off. I was doing all the I think that's schooling. the other reason why I have a I had a hard time with re- religion. It's so bad. As a, I was like a little baby feminist. Yeah, me too. Like <laughs> I used to think I was going to join the football team and wrestling, but then I realized, you know, like uh, once I got older, I was like, I don't want to wrestle with any of these boys. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did play football, but that's another story. But that yeah. was like one month, and then I, I got my also, ass whooped. <laughs> I think I would have been fine, honestly. I was like fighting grown men on the weekends in high school like adult men with neck tattoos but that's like a different story for a different time (laughs) but i just um didn't yeah i don't know it just wasn't wasn't my calling to be like i i think i i i was meant to go just to like break some rules Mm -hmm. because that's what, what ended up happening every time i was there i broke all the rules and i made them see why it was important um, I'm just as worthy. I remember the moment I walked on the altar, like, you know, like, yeah. and they all yelled at me, no, I'm like, what the, <laughs> f- what did I do? Oh my God. They're like, you can't be on the altar. I'm like, okay guys, let's go. And they're like, no, they could be on the altar. Like booger picking fucking t- <laughs> boys. <laughs> fucking Tommy. That didn't pay attention in youth, cl- youth group. And I did. Why are they allowed to be on the altar and yeah. I wasn't oh what the, I was I just like raged yeah I was like that does not make any sense and blah blah he's like well that's God's choice and I looked up at the cross it was huge cause like, Catholic church because... and I'm like is that your choice God do you think I'm not worthy and he's worthy and he was just picking his boogers and he's <laughs> gonna go touch your altar and set it up for you and he wasn't a priest I forget what they call him he, he was right before becoming uh-huh. a priest he was the one um taking care of us and he was like juliet get off the altar <laughs> and he was cracking up though and he talked to me afterwards he was so cool about it he was like you know what if you want to bring that up um i i would go with you and we'll talk to the bishop and and we'll do this the right way yeah, so i even awesome. i got in front of all these priests and bishop and everybody and I told them, I'm like, I go every weekend. I go to youth group. I do mm-hmm. more hours than these boys. These boys don't even know how to organize things. You're constantly yelling at them because they keep putting the things the wrong yeah. way. I bet you I could do it better. Um, so they actually, it was like three tries, three trials. Mm-hmm. And then they said yes. And I remember my first time putting on my robe and tying my little red sachet. And I went on the altar. And But it, it's still very... Um, the priest still treated me different. Yeah. On the altar. Like, I was used as a headrest. Like, they'll put the Bible on my head. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's how it ended. Actually, the the biggest embarrassment was for, you know, when the Pope came to the stadium? Uh-huh. And his, I, well, no, but yeah. Yeah, so the Pope came to the stadium. It was a huge thing when I was younger. Mm-hmm. E- that stadium was packed. I mean, it was ridiculously how packed it was yeah. with people. Um, and I was on the field and I was supposed to be by the side of the Pope with all the altar boys. Mm-hmm. So it was just two girls, me and my best friend. Mm-hmm. And we were in a lineup. So we were there to do whatever it is that he needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and he went in his little Pope mobile. He went all around. Everybody was going crazy. Then he went to the stand and he looked at the lineup and you could see in his eyes that he was like, the fuck? there's girls here <laughs> like you could tell and then he just looked at Such me <laughs> it was just weird you could tell the look was like awful yeah so he looked at me and he just chose me and i was like oh god okay he chose me uh-huh so i'm like okay maybe he's trying to make a a, a, a statement a statement of a good one yeah and what ended up happening was he had me stand below the stand and then the pope uses a huge bible it's not like a regular bible uh-huh it's like i'm like opening my arms wide yeah 
He took that shit and put it on my fucking head. So for six hours of a fucking mass, I was standing. I was crying at many points because it was cold and my head hurt and my shoulders hurt and my feet hurt and no one would switch. They He just used me as a Bible stand. That's what he did. Wow. And that's not a lie. That's a true story. Like, that's... I wonder if I could look back and see if there's like video. There'll probably be video. Yeah. I'm going to actually, you know what, guys, I'm going to make it my thing now this week to go You're look for it, it because yeah. it was all it's everything was recorded. It was like a big deal that the um the Pope was here. So that would be really good footage to have of yeah. me. Yes. Holy shit. Like, literally, holy shit. No, for real. So I remember that's actually what made me leave the church. Yeah. Yeah. And I, mean, I didn't you, discuss it, it with anybody. That That's just, like, really, like, the physical embodiment of treating a woman like a thing. It was really sad. And I was a young girl. And I, I was, like, super, like, oh, my God. He, you know, he actually wants me to be next to him and whatever. And I fought to be here. And then all of a sudden, you use me as a fucking Bible stand. And it was really mean because he never checked on me to see if I was okay. He never lifted it up. It was like the whole weight of it was on me for all those hours. And then once he was done, someone came, closed the Bible, took the Bible. He turned around, didn't even look at me, didn't say anything and just left back in his Pope mobile. But yeah, for me, symbolically and, and, you know, in my heart and my soul, I was just like, this is evil. This is mean. Um, you know, and I left the church after that. I decided I will never go back to church. It was just not for me. It was not okay. Even if you fight and they give you a little bit of leeway, they're going to end up somehow using it against you. I can't believe you never told me this story yeah. before. This is like... Yeah. That... I've mentioned it a few times like throughout like interviews and stuff uh-huh. like that, but not. this is the first time I tell the whole yeah. story of it. And I'm like getting a little emotional thinking about it now because I never really... I should have been able to talk about it. Like, yeah. it really did affect me. So I am going to look for that footage. As a matter of fact, I'll probably contact the church and ask them. They should know when was the last time the Pope was at that stadium. Yeah. And then look for footage. You, you can't miss like... me. I was under the freaking Bible. Yeah. Like, I was there. And I'm sure they recorded him. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be interesting. Unbelievable. Yeah, and look at me now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess he knew. He's like, this is a bruja. <laughs> he was like, come here, child. You need the Bible on your head. It seems like a very, honestly, I think there's, the, like, you know, like, initiated you into the next period of your life. Yeah. It was, because, like, without that moment. I wouldn't have left, I think. I think I would have kept trying and trying and trying to understand that and trying to fight. There were so many things that already, like, didn't have a good taste in my mouth but i was such a fighter that i wanted to change it all (laughs) honestly it's really interesting that we even talk about this because it like all i'm thinking now is like of your pillar symbology (gasps) that and then well for me i just remember destroying the pillars and Mm. you know like it's just so fascinating and you didn't destroy me baby no not at all if anything you ignited that shit um, so other things that I wanted to bring up, I just have a couple other things. So in Sicilian folklore, I don't, I have no idea where this comes from. I try to look it up, but a branch from a pomegranate tree helps you find a hidden wealth. Interesting. Um, also we see the 
pomegranate symbolism in the high priestess and the empress in the classic uh, writer Waite Smith Mm -hmm. tarot. So if you want to use pomegranate in your magical workings and you like to work with the tarot archetypes for your witchcraft, uh, like sometimes I like to tape a specific tarot card to my mirror or whatever, keep it in a, like keep the emperor in a workspace if I'm trying to be a better leader etc um you can use pomegranates in addition to those tarot card archetypes i like that and i mean do you have anything else yeah with magic um going into a little bit of like love and fertility for a second um not only is it good for fertility but the seeds um can prevent unwanted pregnancies yeah so that showed up a lot like anywhere that when i went down the rabbit hole of mm-hmm. because in my culture for instance like or, or just latinas and latinos we um you know growing up god i remember the things they would tell us as young girls like shake a mal like it, it used to call malta uh-huh. malta is like a drink and mm-hmm. if it's really hot and you shake it and then you drink it it was supposed to cause an abortion it's horrible yeah. and i saw friends doing this shit just to prevent like a pregnancy um so they would do the craziest shit to do it and a lot of when you would go to like the brujas like to their homes um the elders they had pomegranate seeds so they would actually make you swallow three of them which is a number that you brought up before Uh Mm -hmm. so swallow three of the seeds and then you have to bury three of the seeds so what it does is the it's the spirit the flesh and um the the baby spirit like whatever you have in your body so it's Mm -hmm. you the flesh and the the new spirit coming in so you swallow them all symbolically like it's within you and you bury it to give it to the earth yeah go back yeah um so that i'm not trying to recommend abortion here guys i'm just saying that's just how it's how it was used for preventing a pregnancy that you know if you if you didn't want it because of rape or whatever reason, um, even before you find out you're pregnant and you're worried, this is just a healthier way than drinking a hot fucking Malta. Yeah, Malta, you know, Malta, Malta. I I think that with pomegranate coming out at the time it is, uh, it's really quite fascinating. Based on where we are with. The death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and, um, you know, the new nominee to fill her spot. I know. Ugh, and now women are starting to talk about, or just people people who can birth in general, yeah. not even just women. Yeah. You know, um, pe- people who can birth are starting to talk about how the old folk ways of, you know, preventing pregnancies like mugwort and queen anne's lace Mm -hmm. and these conversations are resurfacing again it's just fascinating yeah it sure is like um what was the other one that i wanted to touch on really quickly okay yeah so their pomegranate is used in replacement also for blood magic but i just wanted to quickly say that when it comes to um love it doesn't work in that sense yeah. So when you're doing blood magic, um, and we don't do magic. I know Chelsea doesn't. I mean, I don't. We don't believe in making someone fall in love with you because that just that's not how it's supposed to be. 
love spells are unethical. Right. <laughs> it tr- it's like, you don't fuck with that. Like, why would you even want fake love in the first yeah. place? So, anyway. If the craft taught you anything. Yes. <laughs> oh, and the new remake, by the way, coming out in Halloween. Yeah, that should I'm be I'm very fun. like, mm. But Pam, yeah. our girl Pam, she's she helped. Didn't Hoodwitch work on it, too? Mm, I don't so? think so. Really? No, I didn't hear that. Huh. Not I thought sure. I thought I don't know. We'll have to check that. I saw it on Twitter. Okay, so maybe she did if you saw it on Twitter. Yeah. But I the only the only thing I saw was um Pam for sure. Uh-huh. Which I thought was super fucking cool. Yeah. Um so you know that she kept shit real in there. But you know, for me remaking something that was already not broken, it's always like eh. But I'm always excited to see another witchy movie. Like you yes. Know what? The way that I look at it at this point is it's it becomes folklore. <laughs> so this is the retelling of a modern folklore. Yes, true. You know, unlike the reason that these stories just continue on, they eventually become like our current folklore. That's true. Our kids are going to remember this craft, not the old one. Yeah, like we don't see it that way now, but, you know, as time continues on and then there's def- different renditions of the same story, it's just another modern folklore. Yeah. And another movie coming out in Samhain or Halloween is um, The Witches. Yeah, Remember that I saw one? that. Mm-hmm. The old school one where they turned children into rats or mice. And, and Hathaway is in it, right? Yes. Yeah. She looks really awesome yeah and scary and hot so i'm i'm I'm, like excited (laughs) for that so there's a lot of stuff coming out okay so back to what i was talking about love so the reason for in my culture though in my culture is when you're you can do like i do candle magic and i do spells on rekindling Mm -hmm. or reigniting love that's fine if there's love that existed if you're still in a relationship, for instance, couples, a marriage, and, you know, you've been together for a certain amount of time and, you know, it's normal for your love or your fire to kind of, like, dim down. Yeah. And you kind of want to fire it back up, mm-hmm. like, something to please remind my husband of to see me again. Or for me, you know, to, you know, have patience and kind of, uh-huh. like, find that fire. That kind of love rekindling magic, yes. But the you need real blood in order for that to work. Yeah. Yeah, no substitution for that. And the reason why is because love is very sacred, just like um, the sacredity of your blood. So the connection with blood um, is what you, it's connected to love, right? So something replacing it's not going to work as powerfully. I know because um, um, I was having, and I told my man about this because we went through, I think it was on our seventh year. Oh my God, we're going in 11 years. Yeah. Um, Something happened that we just... Everything just, we weren't sleep, you know, we weren't having sex. And There's a real seven year, like when they say the seven, what do they seven call year? Seven year itch. Yeah, or it's something. like fucking ridiculous. You know what I, I think it is though? That on the seventh year, you really think, damn, I'm with this, I'm really with this person for a long yeah. time. Do I want to like keep going? Yeah. So it's like a midlife crisis in your relationship. Seven kinda. is tough. Three is tough. T- three is tough too. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Because three was like, you're really getting to know that person. Uh-huh. Like, everything comes out. Uh-huh. And then seven is just like, have I had enough of his shit? <laughs> or do I want to keep going? Yeah. But for us, we hit that seven year and it was very scary. It broke my heart. Um, he was going to leave and everything. But he yeah. never did. Like, something, you could tell something was pulling him away. Something was pulling me away. Um, and my mom was like, girl, put some blood in his coffee. 
And I'm like, what the fuck, mommy? <laughs> it's like, take a little drop of your your period blood and you put it in his coffee. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mommy, no, I can't do that. She's like, no, mija, that's, you don't understand. So she explained to me, she's like, you know, I don't have to explain to you the power and the sacredity, um, sacredness of blood. And I can't believe I'm like telling everybody this, but this is something that a lot of people from my culture do. Yeah. Um, a lot of them for the wrong reasons and uh-huh. it won't work for the wrong reasons. Yeah. It only works, like I said, for rekindling. Yeah. So, I didn't do it in his coffee. Um, you could actually do it like in food and stuff like that because I kind of felt like I didn't want him drinking yeah. a, even a drop of it. Yeah. yeah. So I remember putting it in like, I think it was soup or something that I made. And I remember, remember making sure it was his plate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just let it, you know, do what it had to do. And no joke, the next month he was back to who he was yeah like our love just came back together so good and i'm telling you it works if there's real love there Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. it doesn't make him love you it doesn't force love it just takes the obstacle whatever obstacle was blinding both of you or were in the way it takes that obstacle away that's how i look at it and that's how it works and so what I did was let it be that month. I was like, you know what? If he still moves, goes away, it wasn't mm-hmm. meant to be. Mm-hmm. I was so calm about it. I was like, okay, this is like, this is going to let me know. If yeah. I need to let go, let go, Juliet. Yeah. But he came back. Yeah. And our love is so much stronger since. And we talk about it. And now we're more, he's actually, maybe he told me the other day, he's going to do the Tantra yeah. uh, program with me. Which That's I think cool. it's like, well, who are yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> like, really? So it really does work, guys. But I recommend not doing replacements when it comes to that. Like, if you seriously some- love someone and they seriously love you, but you just don't know what it is that's keeping you kind of, like, in that weird place, mm-hmm. go for the real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we like to do – so we bought, um, like, a symbolic candle – when we got married, we got married in New Orleans mm-hmm. last year. So cool. So we bought a candle um, on the eve of our wedding that we are just going to light on our anniversaries as like a rekindling our love thing. So it's nice to do love spells with your partner. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Um, I used to sell in the shop um, those, was it like the bodies, like the two? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to sell those and they sold like crazy. Yeah. Um. You could tell how much people do love their partners and um, really look for that. You need that that spiritual side to help you a little bit sometimes. Sometimes it could be you. It could be you in your own way. Do you know what this is making me think of in relation to this conversation also? Um, Eating your placenta. I know. You know, I didn't do that. I didn't do it either. Yeah, but I think it's so powerful, though. Yeah. And weird and... Dark mother goddess energy. Oh, my God. Like, literally, I know people who have put fine dining, like, their china, and they put it on their best wares, and they dress their best dress, and and they go in, and they have it, like, dinner, you know, elder witch-style shit. Yeah. And I'm like, I never, I never did it, though, because it never occurred to me to do it. Yeah. Um, And also because uh, maybe I'm a little scaredy cat. (laughs) I mean, I did a lot of the, like, crunchy woo-woo mom shit but i didn't do that 
Yeah, me neither. No judgment if you did that. No, I think that's super powerful. Yeah. Like, l- that's ancient. That's, yeah. It's powerful. And a lot of animals do it. Mm-hmm. We're animals, you know? So, but there is, there's a connection to that. And I kind of wish that I probably, you know, I should have done it. I should have thought about it. Yeah. Because um, I'm all about, like, that connection with mm-hmm. everything, you know? But especially- that just reminds me of the same kind of spell. Like, the I Pomegranate wonder, is that kind you know? of energy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah and sure. when you eat it. So I wonder if you guys leave it in the comments, like when we post next about the show, let us know, like if you've done it and your experience. That would be really cool for us to like to see how many of you have actually eaten your placentas and why. I mean, there's so yeah, many I would reasons love to why. Know. <laughs> yeah, there's so many reasons why. A lot of people do it for health benefits. Health benefits, and a lot of people do it because of spiritual reasons. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested in finding out think that's it yeah the pomegranate so good i'm yeah. gonna do some fucking good ass match i'm gonna I'm go like buy so some inspired right now yeah me too <laughs> you have some really good guys if you are on tiktok follow chelsea um what's your your handle on tiktok chelsea the witch chelsea the witch and i am i am julia diaz yeah i am julia diaz all that together that's me on tiktok also mm-hmm. she has some really dope videos that she does on there with her baths and you've done pomegranate yes i mean like a bunch of times but you have no idea watching her with her dope ass nails squeeze a pomegranate (laughs) it's more fun to squeeze i'm so sorry but i'm like i rewatch it i'm like that part is so like asmr so good so fucking good but you should definitely give her a follow because she does put a lot of her bath stuff on there um and of course her dope witchy life and that's kind of like what we're both doing with our feeds is doing more of a um a personal personal thing. um you know our real lifestyles yeah. so i have to get better at that because i haven't been uh, recording more but i'll yeah. try it's been tough we've both become yeah. online school moms <laughs> yes well our kids go to the same online school we made yeah. that decision because of everything that was going on yeah um for me with witch baby i have to be very careful and i also can't quarantine every time somebody mm-hmm. in the class like a physical classroom of 20 kids gets sick that's like two weeks my husband and i would have to quarantine every single time their class has a person that's a heart attack sick. every time for me the choice i did is because i couldn't handle being worried so much i have two boys Mm -hmm. you know um, one that was going straight to high school so hello hot mess with all those children in public school Uh and then my little one going to sixth grade um it was more for their safety because my little one does has had um problems with his lungs in the past yeah um in fact my son i um i don't get them the flu shot but for reasons because we're affected negatively by it well yeah my daughter has a she had an egg allergy and she still has like a bit of an egg sensitivity so so, and they're made in an egg so we can't do the flu shot oh no it's just i wondered i know that definitely that's not for my little one we took him to the doctor right and we in his file it says no flu shot like big and they gave him the flu shot and I didn't even know that mm-hmm. he went for a vaccine and then they gave him the flu shot without me knowing. The next day, my son was like, mommy, I can't move my neck. It yeah. was like at nighttime. So I mm-hmm. gave him a good pillow. That's what I did. I was like, OK, maybe it's his pillow. And I switched his pillow. I should have looked into it because then the next day after that, my son couldn't move his neck. 
and he could hardly breathe. And then I called the doctor immediately. I'm like, can you tell me what vaccine you gave him so I could tell the hospital I'm rushing my son? And they're like, this one and then the flu. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, he's not supposed to get it. So my son, long story short, he did almost die. They had seven to eight specialists come from like all over the country Mm -hmm. to try to save his life. He was there for like three weeks, I think a little bit more. We had people in churches in Cuba with my grandmother. My grandmother don't fuck with churches, but she does her own ceremonies. Mm -hmm. She actually, with all the people she knew, they all went into a church to do witchcraft in the church. They allowed her to do it in there. Um, And on speaker in the hotel, in the hotel, in the hospital room, um, my mom, me, and, and my son, we were doing the, the ceremony and ritual with my son. Yeah. And my son, the next day, miraculously healed. He yeah. didn't have any more lumps in his throat, which they couldn't get rid of. No antibiotic was helping him. So I, I, I'm grateful for witchcraft and my ancestors for saving his life. But mm-hmm. he would have, my baby would have passed because of that. So, yeah. you know, don't. Don't hate on people when they're telling you that they don't do the flu shot. There's reasons, you know? There's reasons why people do it and people don't do it. Can we just, like, really try to be more understanding with everyone's special situations? You just don't know why they make these decisions. Yeah. I see a lot of, like, fucking hatred and a lot of, like, pointing fingers and putting moms down. Um, No matter what, if you're a mom, you're getting put down. It's ridiculous. Like, you're getting put down. And moms shouldn't. Moms are goddesses. You're, like, no, there's there's nothing that you can do in today's culture without criticism as a mom, as a teenage girl, as a little girl. Like, women are criticized for everything. Yep. And for that reason, you should eat pomegranates because (laughs) they tell us not to eat it. Step into the goddess power. Yes. (laughs) Embody that shit. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So... As Juliet said, you can follow her at... Uh, all my social media is I am Juliet Diaz. You can follow my personal Instagram at Stay At Home Witch, which honestly, I feel like I embody more now than ever with being home for online schooling. Um, and then my business Instagram is at Witch Baby Soap. You can find me at Witch Baby Soap on Twitter and at Chelsea the Witch on TikTok. Yeah, guys, if you don't have TikTok, I know you hear a lot of crap about it but it's so fun yeah it's really fun to join it yeah and it relieves the stress during these dark times oh my god it does love you guys thanks for getting bloody with us yes (laughs) (laughs) that's